The Old Testament reading from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. There shall come forth from the stump of Jesse, a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf, and the lion, and the fattened calf together. And the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples of him, shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation is the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah from chapter 11 that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our second Sunday in Advent theme. A branch will go out. Have you ever been cut off, cut out, or just plain eliminated? Maybe it was your job when you had that horrible conversation with your supervisor that began with, say, can we meet in my office for a moment, please? And ended with, a security guard will escort you back to your desk to clear your things out and help you with them to your car. It didn't really matter what was said in between those statements. It was all immaterial. The finality was clear. Your position was simply eliminated, and so were you. Have you ever been shadow banned on the internet or blocked on social media? Nothing you could do about it. The community was clearly shunning you for whatever reason, and whatever they were doing going forth, you would not be a part of the conversation because you were cut out. When was the first time you realized that mom and dad or grandma and grandpa no longer saw you as a charity case they needed to financially bankroll? You were totally on your own, cut off from the last vestiges of support, and it was the real world for you now. What a brutal moment in time when all hope was lost and the situation seemed as impossible a barrier to overcome as you would ever face. But then, with the passage of time, maybe even just a day or two, hope 
appear. Turns out, some great job opportunities were there all along. You just weren't looking for them. Your social media friends gave way to real, in-the-flesh friends at church or new friends at work and our school. And not waiting for that next handout from mommy and daddy or papa and grandma really motivated you to go out and make a living for yourself. It may have felt like a free green shoot of hope was springing forth from the dead stump of despair that previously just felt so cut off, cut out, or just plain eliminated. Today, the prophet Isaiah shows that the dead stump of Israel and Judah was a reality. But a green shoot of hope would arise, a branch would go forth where they had been cut off. The problem was, Israel and Judah didn't know just how dead they were. The Assyrians and then the Babylonians were no threat to them, nor would they be for at least five more years, and then not even totally until roughly two centuries after that. So it's a funny exhortation that they would be cut off when they seemed as grafted and established as they could be. But the pruning shears were definitely in the hands of their enemies, and Israel would fall first, and Judah would most certainly follow. Only then could subsequent generations truly understand what it meant to be utterly cut off with no hope at all. Then, and only then, would Isaiah's prophecy speak to broken hearts, now ready to mend. Some would hear it more clearly with the ruins of Jerusalem all around them. Others would hear it in the shadow of the monuments of gods they were tempted to worship for political and financial gain in their new land of dwelling. Dwelling in captivity under Babylonian pressure to change their doctrine, their language, and all sorts of challenges to what they knew to be true. And what they really understood now, as they could not understand before, their faith was previously misplaced. For they trusted not in the one true God, they trusted in anything but, and that was what got them there in the first place. In today's prophecy, Isaiah tells us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they trusted what they saw, and they saw those less fortunate than themselves as easy marks. God's property law in Leviticus 25 says in verse 33, For the houses in the cities of the Levites are their possession among the people of Israel. But the fields of pasture land belonging to their cities may not be sold, for that is their possession forever. And the prophet Amos, in chapter 2, gives us chilling details of their nefarious mm. violations of God's directives. They sell the righteous for silver 
and the needy for a pair of sandals. Those who trample the head of the poor into the dust of the earth and turn aside the way of the afflicted. A man and his father go into the same girl, so my holy name is profaned. They lay themselves down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge, and in the house of their God they drink the wine of those who have been fined. Alec Motier, a wonderful theologian, on the lessons we've learned from Isaiah, truly paraphrased it best the same. Amos shows the powerful rich using legal processes to defraud the poor and enrich themselves. And if their eyes saw what they wanted and took it by sinful mm -hmm. means, their ears were not much better. Isaiah 5 tells us, Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil. For they've rejected the law of the Lord of hosts and have despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. My father-in-law used to always tell me, People hear what they want to hear, and they only tell you what they want you to hear. Our hearing can be so subject to our sinful desire rather than to what is truly divine. What was cut off will be restored in a child born of a virgin over two millennia ago for us and seven centuries in the making for Isaiah. And this little child will flip their sin on its head and do what no mortal man has ever done. He shall judge not by what his eyes see. He is discerning things on a whole other level. He's sniffing out what is foul and unfair and cleansing the world because it stinks. No longer will the eyes of greed, envy, and the desire to control the conversation lead to confiscation. Rather, his eyes of compassion will care for everyone with forgiveness and redemption. And this babe of Bethlehem will not decide disputes by what he hears, but will decide with equity for the meek and with the branch of his lips, with the breath of his lips, he shall kill the wicked. No longer will the gangsters of gossip and swung songs, serial serenades undermine truth and peace. For God intended that the infant of Israel would crush their evil intentions when they crucified him on the cross. By flipping our sins on his head, he took our punishment and he redeemed our soiled souls. That beautiful boy out of the house of bread became despised, stricken, smitten, and afflicted so we could receive redemption that none of us deserved. A branch indeed came out of a dead stump and was eventually planted in Jerusalem for our baby Jesus to hang on. But death could not hold him, and he came forth from his grave like a shoot from the dark earth to prove our sin was cut off and we were cut in to live forever in mm -hmm. him. And 
Now we wait in this season of Advent. We anticipate this God-man who will take us up again. Our branch has indeed gone before us, now planted in eternity, where we will live in his shade forever. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.